DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Getting into the Christmas now. You're feeling it all of a sudden. It's Kenny. It's Kenny. I figured if I'm going to go with Christmas, I better go with somebody you guys actually like, you know. Well, Two and a half weeks Kenny. out. What is this, pajama gram commercial? Not yet, <laughs> oh. but close. We got that. <laughs> it seems give, early. Gives about 30 minutes. There was one station in town that went to like Christmas music like mid-October. Oh, they go November 1st. Yeah, it was November 1. Man. Hey, be careful now. It's our too company. Early. Way too early. <laughs> oh, no, that, that one, I don't think they went to Christmas November 1. That was another station. that you, I know which one you're talking yeah. about, DJ. So what? Let them go. You don't want to listen to it? Don't listen to it. Yeah, I had a preset, though, and I kept hitting Christmas Then change music. it. I, I know. Keep going. Like Hallmark has uh, Christmas movies in August. <laughs> True story, though. You don't want to watch really? them? Change the station. Yeah, they're not in my rotation. I hadn't noticed. Oh, it's well, good. there is uh, in my house. Upstairs. As I'm always banished to downstairs. <laughs> you and your game. <laughs> Go downstairs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when I come up, see what's going on, it's especially this time of year, but Hallmark has them, those touchy-feely movies that they got going yeah. on that they've made a... a the same a, script that they just regurgitate. Yeah, yeah. And then I walk by, and it's, it's, it seems like it's the same thing, but it makes her feel good, and what the heck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't like them? I, I listen to Christmas music... December one, that's your that's your personal go to. Yeah, and then I'm good to go the rest of the month. For me, Christmas always started when he hit that school break with the dad who was a teacher. Like everything at home changed. Obviously, you weren't going to school, so everything changed there. Everything was different. That's when you knew it was Christmas. We're out of school. Yeah, but that might, that might be the twenty second. Depending on how it the never calendar seemed, I, works. It, it has worked that way. It never seemed to when I was a kid, but you're right. But it seemed where in, in the district I was in that we were always back to school on January 2nd, and so it was two weeks before that. So I usually had about a one-week lead-up to Christmas. I want, uh, I want it more than that. December one day gives you more. Good for you. Yeah, and I really hone in on it about 10 days before then it's almost exclusive. That's how I got into country, by the way. December 15, you were honing in on Christmas and you needed more Christmas music? Yes. And I got tired of the sappy stuff. And I wanted more peppy stuff. So I'm flicking around the dial and I come to the country station. I think I came to the Eagle. And, you know, we used to work with some of those people, so yeah, I knew them. Yeah, the same building. Yeah. And uh, uh, um, what's Stubbs' first name? Keith. Keith, there you go. I was thinking of his brother, Charlie. He does the, he owns Wise Guys. And, uh, you know, he used to do that station, and he was right down the hall. So I started listening to that stuff. And the, the artists, like Kelly Clarkson, phenomenal, phenomenal Christmas music. And it was upbeat, and it was peppy. And from that... We're going back 15 years or so, maybe. And then from there, I just stuck with it. And then I thought, as I listened to it, like, okay, I like this stuff way more than I ever thought to the point now it you is... You started sampling other stuff. It, it's basically an addiction with, uh, with radio. Yeah. Oh, it's an addiction? So Christmas was your, your gateway drug? To, to country? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, true story. True story. And, and then I started being, ex- I stayed with it. You know, Christmas season obviously stops. And, uh, you know, Blake Shelton, for instance, you know, whomever it might be. And then obviously Kenny. I'm a, I'm a Kenny freak. And now Old Dominion. 
I just bought tickets to Old Dominion over the weekend uh, to Laughlin in April. It'll be like the fourth time I'm going to see them in 2022. Yeah. And it just it went from there. And now, yeah. I mean, I don't wear uh, Wranglers. And I don't do tobacco. But nevertheless, I'm in. And that's how I got in. Via the Christmas angle. Truth loogies could be your gateway drug to tobacco. Be careful. I don't want you dipping. No, I did once. I told you that story. Uh, once in high school. That's, that's what got Tony Gwynn. At a, well, I know he died from yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I, got, I did it one time, a summer baseball. Uh, we were playing at Phoenix College. And I tried it because I was DHing that particular game. So I tried it. And I didn't want to tell anybody. But I went behind the dugout. And got sick. And laid down. Because the oh. world was spinning oh. faster than I had ever had it spun before. Yes, and so that was one time, one time I did it, only one time, and I thought, I am never doing this again. And I never did it again, never did it again. <laughs> I did it one time, a little dip, yeah. and I was on a buzz. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I hadn't been buzzed through other ways before. That would be a lie. Uh, but, but laying it, down behind the dugout during a game. That's the only time I did tobacco. Uh, and that was it. And you're coming from a uh, family of my parents that were married for I don't know how many years, 50, 60 years, whatever they were. And in their high school prom, my mother's high school prom, which I have a picture displayed in my room at home, the both of them at the prom, at the bottom of the picture, they both got cigarettes. <laughs> so they smoked. And then in their 70s, they both had Thanksgiving Day. I was in Maui covering the Cougars in 2004 and I got a uh, call from my sister that my father had had a heart attack and they just had gone, undergone triple bypass and obviously they said you need to stop smoking he stopped right at the time and then that was the time that Croton was uh, being let go and I wasn't there because we came back and we had to stop over in Los Angeles my wife and kids came home. I went to Arizona, and I was there bedside for my father, and they were having the Croton thing, and then on that dumb message board, people were saying I was fired, which is why I wasn't there. They literally, I mean, BYU, their sports information had told me that stuff. They, they, they sent me cre- screenshots. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Tom Homo, I am literally bedside. Tom Homo is calling me. Tells you what kind of guy Tom Homo is. He's calling me while I'm bedside to see how things are going. And idiots, these anonymous idiots who do these things, were saying that I was fired. Yeah. Anonymous idiots are everywhere. (laughs) Yes. And Tom had known and was calling to check on me. Yeah. See how my father was doing. Good thing he lived another 10 years. He quit on the spot. Did all the rehab stuff and had another solid, probably another solid eight years. The last couple years into his mid-80s were a little rough, but I mean, that's sort of par for the course. Yeah. So that was my... Crazy fans. Crazy fans are everywhere. Uh, Christian Cox, when he was on with us earlier, was talking about... You know, the people were down on Kyle when he had the two five and seven seasons. But Chris Hill thought, you know, Kyle had something and wanted to give him one more year. And they got off to the great start. And we got the bowl eligible, bowl eligible drop out of beating USC when they went six and one on their way to a nine win season. And it's been off and running ever since then. Yeah, yeah. 
had the one seven and six, but everything else is nine wins or better. He's averaging over nine wins a year since those back-to-back five and sevens. And as much as it was getting Pac-12 talent, and that was certainly part of it, but also that was their their quarterback troubles were at their at their lowest spot at that time. That was that was when they were really those first three years in the Pac-12. They were really struggling at quarterback. And they had Norm cover it up one year. <laughs> so none of us really caught on to it. But as the quarterback play started to improve, and you know Travis Wilson getting to be a junior and senior helped, and the quarterbacks they brought in after that were better and also improved. And you know, So they got a good year out of Troy. And obviously Tyler Huntley had a good run and improved every year. But the, the crazy fans are still out there. PK, and, and you delete a lot of the stuff on your Twitter. You could go back through my Twitter. If you go back to whatever day they played Arizona, there were at least three people tweeting at me, if he doesn't win this game, he's got to be fired. The Arizona game yes. this last month? Yes. Well, was there any doubt he was going to lose the game? <laughs> he wasn't going to lose the Arizona game. No, I mean, I mean, you got to give him credit, credit to Arizona. They played a little bit inspired, and they were coming off a win. So they had a little game. I was senior day. I was at that game. And the defense had two bad drives and was good after that. But special teams gave up that blocked punt for a touchdown. They got yeah. Arizona, you know, back within striking distance. They didn't take the lead, but it got them, it got them back in the ball game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there were Ute fans just freaking out. <laughs> so there's crazy fans everywhere. It's just what percentage of your fan base is crazy? Well, I think there's a lot of people who owe Kyle an apology. A lot of hardcore, a lot of hardcore fans who owe an apology because they didn't think he can do it. Even as recently as last week, I saw on our Facebook. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by Craig Bullerjack on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain's state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs. Or call 877-346-3333. Bowler, good morning. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Welcome to Cleveland. Uh, not Cleveland. Now I'm Minnesota. lost. Minnesota. <laughs> I think it's two degrees here. I'm frozen, so I'm good. <laughs> Uh, the Jazz are on the road playing the Timberwolves, and they are seven and three on the road. Their home and road records are basically the same. And when you add in all the travel and the jet lag, that shouldn't be happening. Does that say something about their play, the way they're playing on the road? Does it say something about just uh, a couple of the brutal games they turned in at home, and that's what happened? Well, there was a couple of brutal games at home, uh, lost leads and last-second, you know, winning buckets by the opponent. Uh, I think Memphis still kind of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s three that uh, you just kind of sit there and went, wow, did that really happen? But, you know, it's been kind of a turning point, I think. You know, you win four in a row, and, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing to see early shots go in, pushing the ball. The turnover issue still has is a problem. It comes and goes, and it becomes an issue. You lose, you know, a 15-point lead against Cleveland. You got to come back with some heroics defensively uh, on Sunday afternoon. Under under uh, Sunday afternoon, but I'm I'm hoping, you know, as the season continues on. Look, you're 20 what three games in, game 24 tonight. You know, the turnover issue, live ball turnovers. I think is uh, something the Jazz are still trying to work on passing. Uh, seems to be an issue, uh, you know, the high law and the Gobert sometimes it has got to be right on the mark or it just doesn't work out. But 
they still have got the incredible offense, uh, tops in the league. Um, and you know what? They're passing the ball and, and making good decisions as they're working around looking for the best shot. But the power of the three has been really the key uh, to what the Jazz have been doing during the last, uh, last four wins. I look at sports as entertainment as if I were going to a movie, and I have to say I think that uh, Cleveland game, for my money, oh. was the most entertaining game of the season. Uh, you know, obviously yeah, Cleveland they was incredible. Boston, a lot of fun. Uh, was another beauty at home, just the big shots down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, PK, um, you know, the Jazz haven't really been involved in a less, uh, except the last two games, you know, with kind of that excitement, little playoff fever flavor to it. Either they've won big or, or, or gotten, you know, beat up and, and uh, you know, beaten at the end. Um, so those two games I thought were really kind of uh, more of, an, of the exciting level. And the fact they were able to close out I thought was a big step, too. You know, the coaches have said they want to be ready for the playoffs by game 70. It's a long ways from now, but these are just the little steps that I think you have to take to, to, to make that preparation uh, to get to that level. Yeah, I can't say the Boston game because I had to cover the Ute game, so I didn't see it. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't put that in there. Well, I didn't get to see the Ute game, but I saw the highlights. Oh, That's well, it, but I, I, I saw heard the Ute game. Because <laughs> I was following the game on my uh, phone, but I didn't. I couldn't watch it because it was simultaneous. I thought Gobert's defense against Cleveland, which Cleveland is a nice, young, emerging team. I like what they've yeah. done. Uh, but I thought his defense in the last couple minutes – was just outstanding. It was incredible. He he basically, from the defensive perspective, won that game for the Jazz. Little help from Royce on the backside too, but uh, I'd say Gobert is just. Uh, it's yeah, I think you know the more and more you watch him and, and you really talk about his ability to defend PK the three point line, then the angles that he takes back as he runs back to the rim and the baseline. You know, very few players have that ability. I'm, I'm impressed with his lateral speed, you know, as he's kind of gotten more experience in this league. But I'm just looking back. He's had, he had five blocks and 20 rebounds, right? I mean, he leads the league in, in field goal percentage, rebounds, and block shots. Um, that's pretty impressive. You know, he liked to have more touches. I get it. Some nights it works. Some nights it doesn't. And when the three balls drop, and you know the inside game isn't as uh, makes maybe as much of an impact, but still his his impact is twofold. I mean, if he's at the rim, great, but if he's grabbing offense and defensive rebounds and blocking shots and winning games, that's that's what it's all about. So there's been a lot made about the Jazz' ability to go small, and I'm not convinced when we get to the playoffs it isn't just going to be how well can the Jazz play with the best five players on the court as opposed to a few minutes when they go small. But maybe that will end up being critical in some game. Hassan Whiteside wasn't there. What did you think of their ability to go small? I mean, it's a very small snapshot. I get it. But yeah. It's it what we have. Small, it's a small sample size, right? But you know what? I was glad to kind of see it, not on Hassan's fact that he had a you know, glute that he couldn't get on the floor. But, you know, sometimes when injury happens, you get answers. And I think this is a great example of that against the Cavs. You know, Rudy Gay made, you know, 15 points and had eight rebounds and knocked down, you know, three threes. Uh, I thought it was intriguing to watch the Jazz play small and against a team that that's very long, by the way. The Cavaliers, to PK's point, you know, 
I'm pretty impressed with what they've been able to do in a short period of time. That's a good young team. And, you know, they get the veterans coming off the bench and Rubio and Love. But uh, I was surprised maybe Pascal didn't get some minutes uh, against the Cavs. But, you know, hard to take Gay off the floor. I think he's playing well. And, again, I think Quinn's finding those rotations. Uh, and this was just an opportunity him, for him to kind of experiment a little bit with small ball. And uh, the outcome was uh, was maybe better than expected. But uh, I think Gay's made um, – honestly, I think he fits. And, and he's a big guy. You know, he's 6'8", about 250-plus. And, and it still seems to move well, screens well. Can, he's, he's calm and cool with a three-point shot, doesn't get too shaken on the floor. And he seems to be a good fit. And uh, I'm kind of glad to see some of those minutes uh, get used uh, that way against the Cavs. So this has nothing to do with anything, but this is me in a nutshell, and I've been thinking about this. I think that the league needs to totally overhaul the way it does its salary cap and the implications therein. And what I mean by this is they need to set up a way that incentivizes teams that make these great draft picks or find these players. So you look at the Jazz and what, 10 or 12 teams, whatever it was, passed on Mitchell. And I think it was 26 that passed on Gobert because I think he was right. 27. Yeah, he was 27. <laughs> I mean, I know that. That's etched in my mind. I never have to worry about where he was drafted. And then they find guys like uh, Ingles and O'Neal. And I think that if you do a great draw- job drafting or finding guys, that they all shouldn't go in the same pool and it all counts the same, meaning that you should not be penalized because 26 teams passed on Gobert. You didn't. So you should be able to have more leeway to sign him for the going rate, but it doesn't count as much against your cap. So it puts the emphasis on finding and developing talent. And the same thing is with Ingles and O'Neal. Obviously, everybody passed on them a million times over. Warriors and Clippers Warriors had uh, Ingles in their training camp. Clippers cut them right at the end. So he should be signed, but it doesn't count. If he signs for $15 million, that $15 million doesn't count as much as $15 million to the, the cap because you found a gem, and you should be rewarded. And, and so it, it's the same thing as the number one pick, big deal, Tim Duncan or whomever, Shaq. So those guys count the same towards the cap as somebody as Gobert. That's ridiculous. They need to create a system that if you find these guys, you don't get penalized against the cap as much. You see where I'm going with this? I think it's yeah. genius, Greg. You know, I'd say, but PK, that's what I expect from you on, on, a, on a daily, <laughs> weekly, monthly basis, pal. You know, Ryan Smith is your biggest fan right now because it would save him a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, in, in, in the sense of, of cap expense, et cetera. Uh, it's intriguing, right? Uh, that'd be quite uh, an interesting discussion to have with the Players Association and, and the NBA owners. You know, I, I, I'm, I, to go a step further, I mean, I still think the NFL has, has a beautiful system, you know, with, with just the fact of signing bonuses and you can move players if needed. Uh, the players still are uh, given their, their signing bonuses to keep. Here you have guaranteed contracts, and that can really pigeonhole a team for a long, long time. But I get what you're talking about. And the Jazz are really, I think, in the higher echelon, honestly, PK, to your point, of finding those those diamonds in the rough, right? They've had to 
over the years because of the market. Um, and that reward is intriguing. Would it happen? Tough, but I like the idea. Um, and, you know, the Jazz still have players in their G League, you know, that they, they have their eyes on, and they, they develop players. Uh, you know, Gobert had a stint. Look what he's become from kind of a skinny, tall seven-footer into a, a massive three-time defensive player of the year. And, you know, you, you, you take Donovan, who may be just, you know, six one, but still an elite, young star, superstar. And even finding Joe, come on, man, that changes the whole aspect of the Jazz. Uh, his personality has made such a big impact on who this team is in the locker room and on the floor. I mean, sometimes you can't get enough of just the way Joe looks at his opponent. So that's worth the, the price of admission when he knocks down a three and gives you the, the dead man stare, you know. I mean, that's that's worth it all. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, they, they have found some incredible players along the way. And now they're starting to add other pieces as well to get – a Rudy Gay, a Hassan Whiteside in the mix. Um, it's pretty impressive what Dennis did and now what uh, Justin Zanuck is continuing to do. So you mentioned Rudy Gay there, and again, I'm asking a question about a small sample size because he didn't play right at the start of the season. But he's nine games in now. You think he's given them as advertised what they expected, maybe a little more than what they expected? I, I don't think he's come in under the radar on expectations. No, I don't either. I mean, he's 11 points and five rebounds a game. And, you know, he, he, he tantalized everybody with that first game, you know, three ball that everyone, hey, wow. But he's still shooting 48%. Um, you know, he started what Thanksgiving is into it, not even a month yet. But to me, he seems, you know, in, in the moment, in the groove, he's in the rotation. I think he's comfortable. I mean, I'm looking at minutes played. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I didn't know if he'd go, you know, 14 George Niang minutes or maybe a bump of, you know, a minute or two more, but he's almost like, you know, 18, 19, 20 on a given night. And um, that's, that's a big contribution for a second unit guy. You know, Clarkson and Joe usually leads, you know, in the minute category about 22, 24. And so, yeah, for Rudy Gay to get that type of production, I think that he's ahead of schedule and that's a good thing. Well, Bowler, we appreciate it. We'll check in with you again. Safe travels on this trip. And remember, you are in Minnesota right now. Minnesota. Tonight we'll be in Philadelphia. And then uh, you know, finish up in D.C. All I'm going to tell you is I forgot the, the cold of the Midwest. But you know what? You know what I'm talking about, guys. Cold is one thing, but wet cold is another. Mm-hmm. True sure. story. Throw yeah. the wind in there, and you become an instant icicle, PK. <laughs> That's why in Minnesota they got those big buildings connected by those uh, walkways in the sky, so you don't even have to go outdoors. You go up to the fourth. Big T and I walked what? him last night. And let me be honest, man. If he wasn't here, because he played here, you know, if you take a wrong turn, you are lost in a maze. <laughs> and you ask, "Hey, can anybody help me?" And no one's there to listen. You just have to work your way out. But, no, it's, it was good to be able to walk through. And we actually went down and had a little uh, bite to at one of his favorite restaurants. But uh, it was a cold night. He goes, you think I? You think this was fun for two years? No. <laughs> you know, not dissing on Minnesota, but, look, it is what it is. It is cold, no doubt. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys, see you soon. Take care.
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Andrew Reinhardt joins us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, a breakthrough treatment that does not involve a pill, injections, or surgery. If you're struggling with ED, this can help you out. Andrew, what can you tell us about it? Well, that's right. Most ED is damaged blood vessels and restricted blood flow, so kind of a circulation issue. We've thrown pills at the problem for 30 years. Uh, I am yet to meet a man, by the way, that enjoys the pill, trips to the pharmacy, and the headaches the next day. Uh, This is a major medical breakthrough. Wasatch Medical, we use the two most studied forms of wave therapy, backed by 50 studies. Gentle pressure waves open up and regrow blood vessels. Not invasive, not painful. Uh, It's treating the root cause problem of ED for the first time. And that means the on-demand function, the better frequency and performance can come back into the bedroom. So the top causes of ED, you talk to a lot of guys, what do they tell you? What's the problem? Usually we see maybe diabetes, prostate issues, but I'll tell you that uh, we're seeing younger guys every day in the clinic who say, look, uh, I'm about 70% of what I used to be. I'd like to get back to 90 or 100 Can you help me? Uh, Maybe a little restricted blood flow. We do a lot of that. If you want to just top off your drink, so to speak, this treatment can help you respond very quickly. Um, We've treated men from age 20 to age 90. All right, and you got a special offer. As always, our listeners are looking for a discount. They're looking for a deal, and you've got one. We certainly do. If you are ready to regain your love life, and by the way, you'd be done with treatments before the holidays start, That could make a difference. Call us now. You'll meet with our medical doctor. Free exam, blood flow ultrasound. That's free. There's no obligation to this, by the way. You get the gift just for coming in that produces immediate results. You'll love that. And this is pretty cool today. Uh, Blood work and testosterone, quite valuable. That is free today as well. Guys, you can get the offer right now at 801-901-8000. Call Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. Andrew and his folks are standing by 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. Why don't we hear Kyle Whittingham's name more in these coaching searches? I think there's been a lot of schools that have tried to hire Kyle Whittingham. I think that Mark Harlan, who was giving him a contract extension, it seems like every six months, like, hey, Kyle, I heard you're on the phone with uh, USC. Here's a uh, another three-year extension. And then that's where it ends. You're absolutely right. So how about BYU get to that point with Kalani? Has Kalani not done enough? Is he not enough? Is he not everything that that university would want? There's a reason Kyle Whittingham's name is not reference. It's not because he wouldn't be the best hire for that university. It's because what the university's done for him. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com it's the fifth annual Black Friday sale. It's been extended through December at Davis Vision. Tired of glasses or contacts? Get LASIK now and save 1400 bucks. There are limited spots available, so act now. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Yeah. A little Christmas music. Uh, we take a little detour and go to some Muse. Yak's not all in on Christmas. It's still only the eighth. We'll be victorious. Give me a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll work our three. That's all right. I'm, I'm okay with it. Had Christian Cox on earlier this morning, former University of Utah defensive lineman, and he was 
talking about the Utes and how they built the program to the point that it is at. I pledge allegiance to Kyle Whittingham. Consistency, baby. That's just awesome. A plan, focus, stick with it. Yeah, and I think if you're a fan of college football, if you're a fan of winning, go listen to the very first answer that Christian gave. It went on for several minutes, but I was enthralled with it the entire time because he laid out exactly what this program has done to be successful. And I think with the hiring of Lincoln Riley, I think in the South, the other five teams now, that brings the number of coaches since the Utes joined the Pac-12 to 21. I saw someone with a tweet, and I I can't remember who it was to give them credit, but they're, who's the coach of the decade in the Pac-12? Well, it ends up being a short list because so many of them got fired. Oregon had a couple leave. Well, yeah, but that that's on them. So you, that, you bring somebody from across the country. <laughs> they might go back to Florida. Yeah. To go to Florida State or Miami. And I'll give them somewhat of a pass for Cristobal because he was elevated as an assistant. But Taggart they brought in across the country. And a friend it's of mine. It's a risk. It's just a known risk. And a, you got to know it. A friend of mine says, hey, man, get, get, get me to play golf with Kyle. Get me to play golf with Kyle. I said, hey, I, I can't do that. He says, I'm, I'm going to tell him that I've been a Ute longer than he has. Well, yeah, that's the way it is. We bring in these guys, and then they go Utes, and they flash the sign or whatever. You're just using Utah as an example. Drop the accent. And, and these guys are basically carpetbaggers. They're just coming in here. They're picking a spot. They're giving him money, and they think they can win, but they're not really affiliated with that school. So Mel Tucker blows out of Colorado in a year. (laughs) The list goes on and on. And, you know, Chris Dobiak, he got canned, sold his house, they're gone. Nothing, and that's, I'm not criticizing Larry whatsoever for that. Boylan and Jack Letty. It's just the way way it is. You know, and we expect all oh, these guys are, they wear the Ute gear, any gear. It doesn't matter what. I said I need to stop picking up using the Utes because people think I'm picking on them. But they bring in. It's the same thing. Whoever the Sun Devil football coach is, I tell these guys, and they all get mad at me. At what makes you so different? I mean, I, we're sitting here in three or four years, probably going to be talking to another guy. I'm not going anywhere. I graduated from that institution, and now you're a big Sun Devil guy. No, you're not. You never really, you weren't ever Sun Devil until they hired you. And you're going to be here, if history, if 40 plus years in history is in vacation, you're going to be here for four, five, six years, and then somebody else is going to sit in this chair. And then I'm going to say, what makes you so different? And then the guy's going to get mad at me, because he's going to, the, the SID's going to say, oh, that guy's an ASU grad, so he's expecting softballs. When I come back, you know, Dennis Erickson, Cutter, Graham, Edwards. What makes you so different? Why are you going to do what the other guys couldn't do? There's still an NFL team across town. <laughs> and they get mad at you. Yeah, and you're in the shadow of that. And it's yeah. still 100 plus, and kids want to leave it. And it's on and on and on and, and on. And USC still got advantages, and you got to beat them. So you got to get one of your own guys. And they were fortunate. They, when Kyle was hired as a, a, what, a defensive line coach way mm-hmm. back when, he wasn't a U of U guy, but he was a city of Salt Lake, Utah he was a, County He was guy. a Wasatch front guy. Yeah. And they were able to cultivate that and to continue to go and where they are. They've reached extremely high levels now. And it's largely be, been because of him. And so he is one of your own. 
He'll go down, and already he's already established it as the greatest coach in Utah football history. It's in it's inarguable, and and to the point where Christian Cox was talking about a stadium. You know, he made the reference to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I don't know that they'll do that because they've got a sponsor who pays major money. Yeah, but that's why you go to the statue or you go to the field. I mean, Christian's, aside from the specific point, the bigger point is something big to honor him and remember him down the line. Yeah, and we're not that at, point, at that point yet. He's not retiring. Uh, at least I don't think so. Maybe I'd maybe be wrong. Uh, it, it'll be in, in the relative near future, I believe. Uh, check back this time next year or the year after is, is my thought on that. But he'll decide what he decides and do what he does there. But that's what it's about. And you've got to find somebody who's going to be all in. And because when you go in these situations and these guys leave, you simply, at wor- at, at the best-case scenario is you don't know what you're going to get next. Maybe you strike gold. The SC struck gold with Pete Carroll. Certainly did. But Kiffin, Sarkeesian, Orgeron, Helton, Dante Williams, they didn't strike gold. (laughs) So now they're going to go on to Riley, and maybe they'll strike gold with him. And maybe he takes the Alabama job or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's, he wasn't locked down at Oklahoma, so why would he be locked down yeah. at USC? You run that risk of going along those lines of you know what's what's next or or the NFL. He's only thirty eight years old. Another possibility. Yeah, and, and you know you you sell your soul to an extent. Florida did with Urban. Urban was never going to be there long term. He's never anywhere long term. But they struck gold. Yeah, they won two national titles. Trade was good enough. If you base it on winning, and they do, if you, if you base it on the three dozen guys who got arrested, they don't. I don't know. I'm not close to the Florida situation, so I can't I can't say that. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'll give you that they might have some regrets about that, but they're they're trying to win titles. They're spending so much of, money. Of course they are. And they got two titles, and they got three in school history, and they got two with Urban. So I think they're pretty happy with the Urban, even though they don't like how it ended. Mm. It's inevitable. That's the way it ends with Urban. Unless he's here 18 months. <laughs> right. And get in, get out. So you don't fast. even have a chance yeah. to recruit a bunch of guys that are going to bring you problems. Uh, so, what what do you want to pay? You know, or Florida did. They paid. And now they're, now they're back. I don't know. Back's probably not the right word, but they're a, a program, not shambles, but they're scrambling to get it back. Obviously. What's their, uh, they're on their third coach since him. Did, did, did Mullen didn't replace him, did he? No. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got there? And really, and, and, and Chris Hill, we're going to have him in here in the next few days, uh, not making coaching change at the two five and sevens, or, or not just that, the start of the Kyle Whittingham regime was not good, and the plane ride coming back from UNLV, you know the numbers. Uh, they weren't good, and they got shut out against Vegas. Vegas has always been crappy, and they didn't make a change then. And it, uh, he fixed that in season, so it never got to the. He went seven and five. He went eight and five, and then one and three. Okay. And at that point, it was dudes get fired in season, though. Well, that's true. Sixteen <laughs> and thirteen, not in that era in the Mountain West, but man, it's accelerated since then. Uh, but they were sixteen and thirteen after under Kyla after that loss, and yeah. then he and then he went. 
berserk and oh yeah, only like forty out of forty something games or something. I think it was yeah. forty one and seven. Yeah, I knew you would know. <laughs> just, just so impressive. So there, there's folks involved, and then they had the dispute there. Uh, uh, that I forget what year it was. But, you know, he had a little issue with uh, Chris and vice versa, and that thing played out in the public. Uh, And I'll just leave it at that because there's people involved and how it got out and whatnot and all that became a little bit of a soap opera. Uh, You know, when they booed Chris at the Huntsman Center and yada yada. But uh, it all worked out. And here we are. and, And they're going to the Rose Bowl. You know, for a long time, you had guys like uh, organizations like San Antonio saying, we want to model ourselves after the Jazz. All right. Well, you, you struck gold with Robinson and, and uh, Duncan there, and you made some good draft choices and then some other places, but your big guys sort of fell into your lap. Uh, and I would advise teams in the South and in the Pac-12, model yourself after these guys here. You know, uh, two ADs in 40 years. And uh, three three coaches in thirty plus years. Yeah, this is like Steelers West. And you talk about Florida since Meyer, uh, Muschamp, McElwain, Mullen, the three M's, and now uh, Napier. Yep, M and M. Yeah, and my, and Urban Meyer's last year was twenty ten, so he left just as the youth went into the Pac twelve. Yeah. And that's what Florida's been doing while the Utes have been building in the Pac-12. Right. So all you people who wanted the change, I want you, on the count of three, to say, I'm sorry. Three, two, one. I'm sorry on three. I'm sorry on three. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, three coaches out of the 13 finalists for the National Coach of the Year are working right here in Utah. How would you rank them and why? We will get to that next. Stay with us. After a long wait, the Cougars finally know where they're going bowling as Kalani Sitaki and BYU is headed to the Independence Bowl. Independence Bowl. The Zone Sports Network will get you ready for kickoff as the Cougars wrap up an incredible season in a battle against UAB. Your home for the best coverage of Cougar football is right here. Right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Guys, Mika Couture wants to help out this holiday season with the perfect gift. Stop by any location from Ogden to St. George today. Mention Zone 50, save 50%. Guys, it's a no-brainer. Get in today, save 50%, and get the best gift ever from Minky Couture. Really, guys? Come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The list of finalists is out for the National Coach of the Year. 13 finalists, three of them are working right here in Utah. Blake Anderson, Kalani Sataki, Kyle Whittingham, three finalists for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award. Rank the Utah guys from one to three. That's awesome, man. Half the guys on that list are from Utah. That's not half, and you know it. Okay, throw in another guy, though, and you're there. Nope. I mean, I'd put Scally and A-Rod on that list, too, so boom, I'm there. National Coordinator of the Year. Don't they have that stuff? They do have different awards for the assistant they coaches. They announced the winner of that award. They take care of all those uh, all those folks. Ed Orgeron won it a couple years ago, and look how that worked out. 
So. Well, it didn't work out very good. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> Actually, it worked out great. He's got enough to buy a cheeseburger. Isn't that what he said? That is what he said. <laughs> I'm going to take him at his word. <laughs> yeah, you can buy a, a franchise. That's awesome, man. This is the best collective year we've ever had. When you factor in all three, right? The finalists are the coaches who won conference titles. And then they threw in Mel Tucker at Michigan State. And Kalani Sataki, an independent. Obviously, no conference title to win. And then... uh, No conference title. Try the Pac-12, buddy. And then Kirby Smart at Georgia. So... Kalani and Kirby Smart and Mel Tucker. Both BYU and Utah went undefeated in the South. Yeah. Because the Cougars went 3-0, and clearly they would have beaten Arizona and Colorado. Well, they already beat Arizona, so clearly they would have beaten... UCLA. Yeah. That might have been dicey, but depending on when you got them, if you got them without DTR like the Utes did, that's... Bingo! Gift. Gift wrapped. That's like Pajamagram. You get free gift packaging on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Just wrap Chip Kelly in a box (laughs) and put some paper around it. Surprise! Who is that in there? I don't know if I would like to see Chimp Kelly in naturally nude pajamas. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. <laughs> That's it. Okay, but are you going to sit Who here? Who do you want to see in naturally nude pajamas? No, stop. <laughs> stop. Are you going to sit here, though, and do what you always criticize people are for you doing? Are honey naturally nude pajamas? And downgrade. Stop. <laughs> and, and downgrade all these wins? Focus. Damn. I can laugh and focus at the same time. What were you saying? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're downgrading all the U wins. Oh, well, they got him with an interim coach at USC and Washington State. You got to admit, this was a crazy season. I told you at one point the Sun Devils played three consecutive games against interim coaches. And we we talk about the Pac 12 being (laughs) down, and this is what happens. Coaches are getting fired because the teams are screwed up. Teams are starting the wrong quarterback in the case of the Utes. But the great thing about Utah is they kick the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Arizona was like the closest game. (laughs) (laughs) Because they were totally engaged. They're invested in their guys. still year one. If Crystal Ball had been fully engaged, and clearly there was contact going on with Miami, but if he had been fully engaged, those games were such blowouts. I mean, the Utes won by two touchdowns instead of by four. Doesn't matter. They won. That's all, that's all that matters is they won and they're going to the Rose Bowl. And before Ute fans you know, jump up and down and, and go berserk on social media, a lot of the breaks the Utes, the Utes got, the Cougars got too. And Utah beat USC with an interim coach at USC. Well, so did BYU. And Utah beat Washington State with an interim coach no, no, Rolovich was still there, but, but the quarterback BYU wasn't. The quarterback wasn't. You're right, and, and the star Borgie running back left in the wasn't. second quarter. So they ran. They got that one. Their That's two best offensive right. players were BYU out. went up there and won after this. And if you think we're criticizing Utah, the great thing about it is the game that they're playing on January one is a no excuse game. I want to believe that, but after they no. beat Alabama, no, no, that's Alabama sh- didn't want to be there. That's the Sugar Bowl. Everybody wants, wants to be to in the Rose Bowl. Bowl. Everybody. So I don't want to hear it. No, I didn't want to hear it after the Sugar Bowl, but fine. I agree with you. I really didn't want to hear it from the Utes after the Alamo Bowl. I'm more willing to well, hear you got Holiday and Alamo. Right. I'm more willing to hear we didn't have our guys. They didn't play. 
You know, the we don't want to be there. No, you don't I, get to play that many football games. But, but doesn't want to be there. Yeah, but they lost, and so that the fact is that when you're this, that that just pumps up. See that argument though. Let them have that argument because that just pumps up the Rose Bowl even more. Why didn't you want to be there? Because we wanted to be at the Rose Bowl. That's why. That's why they didn't want to be there at the Alamo Bowl and the Holiday Bowl. Yeah, they laid an egg in both games. They were good for a half at the Holiday Bowl, and then at halftime, pfft, man, all the air went out of that balloon. That was over. Well, as Cody Barton said, they bleeped the bed. That is what... <laughs> okay, what do you like better? Cody Barton, we bleeped the bed. <laughs> Zundel in the back of the room. Did he just say he bleeped the bed? <laughs> Pretty sure he did. That's what I heard. That's, he asked me that. <laughs> yeah, he said it. <laughs> we, we believe the better Christian Cox. My bitch is going to be mad, but we got our ass kicked. Uh, probably I, uh, we bleeped the bed. Two pretty good post. That's a little quotes. stronger, a little grosser. <laughs> Too good. The other one was obvious. We we knew it. You did. It happened. All right, DJ and PK. It's ninety-seven five at twelve eighty. The zone, and it's Andrew Reinhardt joining us from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. And Andrew, you're here to talk about uh, a breakthrough that doesn't involve injection, surgery, or the pill, but guys who would like a little more privacy and really don't want to go to the clinic are going to use the pill, and yet, for some reason, eventually they give up on the pill. Why is that? Yeah, I think that they get sick of the side effects with the pill, honestly. They're, they're sick of playing this big timing game around the pill, and then for some, the pill never works in the first place. We have a major medical advancement, and it's, and it's through technology, basically. Wasatch Medical... We now use the two most studied and advanced forms of wave therapy. Uh, I believe this is the future of treating ED. Pressure waves gently open up the blood vessels. Uh, Clinically proven 50 studies to repair circulation back to what it once was and can get rid of the ED without the use of pills or chemicals. So what kind of patient results are you hearing as you talk to folks after uh, after they visit you? Well, they talk about how the frequency in the bedroom gets better. That's a big one. How they draw closer to their significant other. The relationship gets better. I kind of believe that when we get the ED fixed, it has this far-reaching ripple effect. Uh, You know, guys are happier. The significant other is happier. Um, So this is, uh, it's a big problem. And when we solve it, boy, is it great. You've got a special offer, and our listeners love discounts. Yes, if you are struggling with ED, if you're ready to regain your love life, by the way, you'd be done with treatments before the holidays start. What would that do uh, to the relationship? Call us now, the exam assessment and blood flow ultrasound with the MD. No charge. The gift, you'll love this. It produces immediate results to intimacy. And if you're like so many guys, feel like you have a need for testosterone, this is quite valuable today. Blood work and testosterone included at no charge. Guys, you can put a stop to your ED by calling Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer at 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. The number for Andrew and Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you.